0: good thursday everyone well we have been trying to help parents know how to discipline their kids and we're going down a list of ways here to help you presently we're talking about that we need to be consistent in fact we need to be consistent be prompt and pleasant when you discipline your kids you know many times when we come to the point of discipline it's because we have come to the end of a rope We are frustrated. We are annoyed. And so according to how we feel, we discipline or impose a punishment upon our children. This should not be the case. You need to be consistent. A child needs to know that your response is going to be consistent. It's not going to be dependent upon your emotional condition. And so we said yesterday, you need to be consistent. You need to be prompt. Deal with each issue as it comes up. And we need to be pleasant. Pleasant. You can be pleasant when you discipline your child. Discipline should always be administered out of love and out of concern for your child, not out of your own frustration or anger. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 and 24, He who spares his rod hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines him promptly. So See how this verse draws these points together. You are to discipline promptly, but it is out of love. It's not out of love that you don't discipline. It says here, if you spare your discipline, then really you hate your son because children left to themselves, the scripture says, are going to bring shame. They're going to go astray. Children need guidance. They need discipline. They They need the lines drawn that when they step over it, they realize there's a consequence. But these lines must be consistent. You need to be prompt. And you also need to be pleasant. 1 Corinthians 13.4 says, Love suffers long and is kind. And if we're going to discipline out of love, then there will be a measure of kindness as we discipline. We're always to be loving. We should always be kind. In fact, I tell people there's never a time not to be kind. I mean, you can be firm and be kind. You can administer a very strict punishment and still be kind because kindness is a disposition. It's a condition of heart. I mean, when you're disciplining your child, there should not be fire in your eyes. There shouldn't be anger in your voice. There should be a kindness. It's a matter that you're grieving that you have to punish them. You realize you need to. You really don't want to. But because you love them, you will because it is in their best interest. Now, your demeanor will either project that to your child or it won't. If they just see that you're disciplining them because you're angry or upset, then it's not going to be effective. We've said many times the Bible says the rod of your anger will fail. Whenever you administer discipline in anger, it's not going to have the effect you want it to have. It should be administered in love. It needs to be administered calmly. It needs to be administered pleasantly. I remember one time overhearing my son talk to a friend of his when he was about four or five years of age. And I heard him say this, Daddy doesn't want to spank me, but he does it anyway. I, it made me smile because I don't know how many times when I head to discipline, I would say to him, Daddy doesn't want to spank you, but you need to know that it was wrong what you did. And there is a punishment for it. And so really lay hold of this point. Be consistent, be prompt, be pleasant when you discipline. Now that brings us to the eighth point, And that is when you are disciplining, you need to appeal to, to a child's conscience. Their conscience is that inner sense that's really in their spirit. And it's where we sense right and wrong. It's in our conscience. And so as you are raising your children and you're disciplining them, appeal to that area of them. Don't just appeal to their physical. Don't appeal to their will or their emotions or their mind. Appeal to their conscience. Now, let me illustrate this to you. If you appeal to a child's physical, you'll say something like this. If you do that again, I'm going to spank you. You're appealing to their physical. You're saying you're going to feel physical pain if you do that again. But you see that alone is ineffective because all you're doing is appealing to their physical. And sometimes a child might think, well, you know what? I'm going to get a spanking for this, but you know, I think it's worth it. And they go ahead and do something. And you're appealing just to a physical punishment. Now listen, you need to realize discipline is not about punishment alone. I mean, it's not just because your child does something wrong, I'm going to punish them. No, the reason for discipline is to change the behavior of the child. And so you need to get out of your mind that discipline is just punishment. Punishment may be part of it. It might be a means to an end. But the end goal is that your child's behavior is changed because it's in their best interest that it's changed. Another aspect of a child you can appeal to is their will. And this is when you say, promise me that you won't do that again. You're saying to them, I want you to promise, and I don't want you to break your promise. You see, you're appealing to their will. But you know the will of a child is not that strong. In fact, the will of an adult is not that strong. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 7 and verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me, but how to perform what is good I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. And so Paul writes and says, here's this dilemma. I know what I should do, but my will isn't strong enough to cause me to do it. And so if we only appeal to a child's will, it's going to be ineffective. Another area of a child we can appeal to is their emotions. And this is when we say something like, you know, people don't like little boys and girls that do that. So don't do that again. Here you're appealing to their emotions of what they would like to feel. And again, it is inadequate within itself to cause a change in behavior. And then sometimes we can appeal to their mind. We do this by saying, you knew that you shouldn't do that. Remember, I told you that you shouldn't do that. You knew that. Here you're appealing to their mind. And again, that on its own is ineffective. So all of these areas, appealing to their physical, their will, their emotion, their mind, is not going to be strong enough. What do we appeal to? Appeal to their conscience. That part within them where they discern good and evil, right and wrong. You say something like this, was it right for you to do that? Was that honest? Would God want you to do that? When you say this, you are appealing to their conscience. And I tell you, when you touch their conscience, then it really doesn't matter whether you're there or not. When they're all alone, their conscience is going to speak to them because you see, if you appeal to their physical, it's a matter of whether they'll take the punishment or not. But when you appeal to their conscience, they know God is with them, and perhaps no one else knows, but they realize God knows, and it's wrong. And so part of raising children and the fear and admonition of the Lord is to make them conscious that God is with them all the time, and He sees what they're doing. When you do this, you are a long way down the road to helping them be the person God wants them to be. This is exactly what Jesus did when they brought the woman caught in the act of adultery and and put her down before the Lord and said, the law says she should be stoned. And Jesus said in John 8 and 8, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground, then those who heard it, listen, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. You see, Jesus, when he was dealing with this situation, could have gone into a long discourse about the law and punishment and grace and so forth, appealing to their will or their minds or their emotions, but he didn't. He spoke words that appealed To their conscience, he said, he that is without sin, you cast the first stone. And it says, they being convicted by their conscience went out one by one. This is the goal that we need to have as we're raising our children. We need to awaken their conscience. We need to have plaques and verses on the walls of our children's rooms that bring this aspect out. There's a verse that talks about the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth and sees everything that's happening. I remember when I was in Sunday school, we used to sing a song. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little eyes, what you see. There's a Father up above looking down on us in love. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. And then the song went on and said, be careful, little feet, where you go. And be careful, little hands, what you do. That's a little song that awakens a child's conscience. And that is the goal that we need to have as we raise our children. So in many ways, we are God's representative to our children. If we are only giving them rules and then reacting in anger when they break them and just stern and mean, they are going to have a misunderstanding of who God is and his nature but as we awaken their conscience to right and wrong, and then we react accordingly and grieve the consequence that's coming upon them, then we're showing them God's true heart. You know, my dad was so good at this. He would grieve over my misbehavior. I wouldn't get just a quick punishment. But he would grieve over it. And many times I would think to myself, just go ahead and spank me. I'd rather that than his going on and telling me how how I was better than that. And God had a plan for my life. And God loved me. And it hurt God when I did this. I tell you, I didn't like it. But it did something in me. It awakened my conscience. And did more to shape my behavior than any outward punishment could have done. So lay hold of this principle. Ask the Lord to give you His heart and help you in your discipline. That's the time for today, but we will continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.